Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. trying to hail a taxi oh <laughs> I like I got the whistle yeah. but I was trying to figure out what it was in connection to <laughs> you've never hailed a taxi before have you uh, I don't no. think I have either no <laughs> I've called in, an Uber <laughs> yes exactly yeah. even in New York they're pretty easy to like I like, don't I, I'm trying to think of the last time I, even in New York when I when I went to the um Uber wasn't a thing when I went but I don't even think we took a Taxi. Oh no, we went. did Uber when we went last time. Okay. Like Uber. I haven't been since like. But like Uber university. Pool is really big. Oh, so. okay. But that's just still Uber. Yeah. yeah. Uber Pool sucks though. Yeah, because you never know who's going to get in. Exactly. Yeah. But we got pretty decent people when we went. But it was so cheap. It's so cheap, so Mita. One time, like I was in Mississauga and yeah. I needed to get back downtown. Yeah. And I looked and it was like. Twenty dollars, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And it was Uber Pool, and it was like, it took me over an hour and a half to get home. <laughs> yeah, because it That's doesn't a long time. like it. Also, didn't make sense the way their like, however, their algorithm yeah. works. Is like I should have been the first person dropped off based off where they were going in the city, oh. but he kept picking up people and then dropping them oh. off first. I'm like, "But dude, I've been here longest, yeah. and like I'm on the east. You, those are all in the west. Why are we going? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was just a mess." <laughs> Mita, how are you? Oh my god, we totally skipped <laughs> just that. Really, yeah. We're in a rush today, we're, so we're just getting right to the small talk. We're just getting right to it. I feel like we've known each other long enough that I don't. you don't have to ask me how I am. I, I do it for the consistency of the episodes, okay. but like I get like this is more natural for yes. us to just keep <laughs> to talking. Yeah. Um, I am keep... well, thank you, and yourself, sir. I am well. <laughs> you can tell listeners by the shoddy quality of this recording that Mita and I are face-to-face. In person. I gotta tell you though, Mita, the editing is so much quicker like this. Like now, the few episodes I've done when we've virtually done it, it just takes so much more time. Mm, Yeah. And it's not something I have a lot of these days. Yeah. So. Our goal then maybe for like 2023 should be getting it so that we're doing it in person, but the sound quality is still good. We keep on saying that. (laughs) Who has the time really? Maybe after... I feel like mid-June when the summer rolls around, we might actually have a little bit more time. But then, like, your children are home for the summer. That's a thing. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that we'll I know you like more yeah, than you true. do. <laughs> okay, Mita, but we'll you, you, had, you had a productive movie week. Yeah. I mean, Ish. not not productive in, like, I'm still behind in okay. terms of, like, watching a movie a day. Yeah. I'm still behind, but I'm not scared. I'm not, like, 20 behind. Okay. I'm, like five or six behind okay. so i can catch up at that point but i did go see two yes. movies in the cinema in the cinema the theater the theater yeah. i saw air yes you did and i saw Bo is afraid i know i'm so jealous you're so jealous, so of jealous. Me. and i, I love, love that i'm holding this over you like I'm it makes so, me feel good yeah. i i i'm so busy right now yeah. that i do not have the time to go see Bo is afraid and i won't until like two weeks from now Mm. what i will say is this air you can skip it'll probably come on amazon shortly because amazon produces it yeah um so you don't need to worry about seeing yeah and i wasn't you weren't excited about it i was excited because i was hearing really good things um and i guess my expectations were just too high watching it like i was pretty much let down 
okay. It's like, it's a decent movie for a sports movie. Yeah. But it's still just a sports movie. Yeah. Like, it's nothing spectacular. Yeah. Um, so I was, I'm not quite sure where all the hype for it is coming from. Yeah. But Bo is afraid you do need to see. I know, because I love Ari Aster. And yeah, I also, and... you need to see it, you need to, I think seeing it in a theater will okay. be, well actually you could see it in your theater room. No, but like I want to go to the, I haven't been to the movies since before the Oscars. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't see, I haven't seen any, I don't even remember the last one I saw. Scream. <laughs> With me? Yeah. Okay, Scream <laughs> there Six you go. Was, so that was fine after the Oscars, but that was it. Yeah, go see it. Yeah, go and I, I want to see it, I'm just, I'm hoping that... I'm going away next week, and so I'm hoping the moment I get back that Friday. But it's also three hours. Yeah. So when I initially saw it, I told you that I wouldn't go see it yeah. with you again. But now that it's been a few days, I might go see it okay. again. Yeah. I'll let you know in two weeks. Definitely a movie. If you are interested in movies, it's something to watch. But yeah. if you just like think it's another like horror movie, like don't watch it. That's not what it is. It's not what, yeah. yeah. This is like made for... People who love movies. Oh, yeah. like me. Well, yeah, but not in the not in the like um, Damien Chazelle way. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, but more of a like this is art. This is people who want to like experience something. Okay, I, yeah. I'm liking all of this. I am really looking forward to it, and I hope, I really hope it still plays in cinemas. Yeah, that's my only concern because I know a lot of people. Was it busy when you went? Um, fairly. I went to a really late show okay. on a. Thursday or okay. Friday, I can't remember. Um, but it was a later show, so it wasn't packed. It was the IMAX. You saw it in IMAX. I saw it in IMAX just because that was the latest time, and I didn't want to go earlier. Like I wanted. Why was it to be... playing in IMAX in the first place? Uh, well, it was kind of cool to see in IMAX. Yeah. I don't think you need to. Okay. But it was cool to see in IMAX. But my thing with the IMAX is the seats aren't as comfortable. They don't recline. <laughs> they don't recline, yeah. which sucks. Yeah. I love a reclining yeah. seat. So um, if you go see it, don't see it in IMAX because okay. I want to sit in a reclining seat for three hours okay. as opposed to an unreclining, an unreclining seat. seat. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep this all in mind. I'll mm -hmm. let you know. Hopefully next week when the times come out for the week after, then I can figure yeah. it out. I do really want to see it. It is three hours. I did have to go to the bathroom, oh. but I don't think I missed anything. Okay. Yeah. Three hours is a lot. It was it's a, a lot, lot task. It's a lot task of your audience, yeah. We did it with, Bar not Barbarian, with Babylon. Yeah. And no one went to the bathroom. No, we didn't. But it, that... Was um, different. It was different, yeah. yeah. There's... You'll understand I also feel Yeah, but I also really. feel like when you go with someone, you're somehow less likely to go to the bathroom. Oh, really? I always feel more, like, comfortable going because I could, can say, tell me what, what it would, yeah. <laughs> but, like, they never yeah. tell you what happens. Yeah, like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah. And then they never tell And then you. we never learn. Okay. But, no, like, I was going to pee myself if I didn't go. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm going to go. I'll let you know. Okay. Let me know and maybe I'll come. Yeah, exactly. Maybe because it is three hours long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot of movie to re-see. Yes. Yeah. And I, if you're think, if listeners are thinking about going yeah. to see it and like you're a fan of Hereditary and Midsommar, just like don't think, expect yourself to go be seeing something like Hereditary. Here's the thing. Midsommar. I think when people, people saw Hereditary kind of off, like without any preconceived notion, people wanted to see Hereditary again with Midsommar. Yeah. It ended up being very different. Yeah. Good, but different. And I think this is even more different. Yeah. From yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. You're on the... Like, he's just doing his own yeah. thing, and we're kind of putting our expectations on him. Yeah. yeah. But it's really interesting to see somebody doing their own thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, full-out respect. Yes. Speaking of doing their own thing, I 
saw an article today. Oh, wow. <laughs> about the new Bridgerton spinoff. Oh, there's about, a spinoff. About Queen Charlotte. Okay. And I don't watch the show, so I don't know these fair characters. Enough. But Queen Charlotte was a real person. Oh. And she's played by a black woman. Okay. In the show. Yes. And the tweet, TikTok, whatever it was, mm-hmm. was like a tweet that said essentially like, People should be allowed to play, actors should be allowed to play anything. Mm. And it was a joke about, like, you know, Emma Stone playing some black she woman. Playing, no, she's playing an Asian woman in a love. Not woman. that, but oh. it was about, like, future movies, like Emma Stone playing Rosa Parks. Or, like, oh. or like Shaq playing Snow White. Or, like, th- that was the joke. But okay. the argument was, mm-hmm. if this was a real human being, mm-hmm. which it was, shouldn't race actually matter? Now, I'm not familiar with Bridgerton. Fair. Is Bridgerton, like, based on factual events? No, it or is isn't. it completely... But Queen Charlotte is a real person. But, like, is it telling her history? I think so. Okay. I think the spinoff is, like, part fact, part fiction. Because then... If she's a real person, she's a real person. Part of me feels like it should be someone of the same race, but then I think about things like Hamilton where I don't care that it's, like not but i don't think i think hamilton i think hamilton is different because it's not just one singular thing right the music is different the dance style like everything is like modernized and so that's why bridgerton is no it isn't because it's not everything is modernized there's still yeah you have like some orchestra version of some taylor swift song Uh but they're still dressed the same they're still dancing in that form they're still talking in a very specific way like they're rapping in hamilton Hamilton. the dance is the musical form is hip-hop the dance form is like hip-hop and break dance like Mm -hmm. it's a very that that's a stylistic thing yeah bridgerton is not do you feel like bridgerton is just like a poor man's version of hamilton it's a gimmick okay it feels gimmicky in that in hamilton it doesn't that actually feels very like original and uh, like a part of the plan Mm -hmm. like it feels like that's the goal to be kind of edgy and different yeah but have purpose to it Mm -hmm. like make history approachable okay that i feel like is the hamilton approach yeah bridgerton is not it's just like let's just do what we want with race I don't know, I guess. I don't know. I don't like the blind casting. I'm no. not going to lie. I hate it. I, it's based off of books too, yeah. right? Like in the books, do they specify I don't know. race or anything? I don't know. Yeah. But like, let's say for instance, because these were some of the jokes they were making. You were making a movie about Hitler. Does Hitler have to be white then? <laughs> yes. Exactly. See? <laughs> but that is for... What about Martin reason? Luther King? But that is about race specifically. But what I'm... stories, but, like... But that would be terrible. <laughs> as a white person. Yeah. Sure, I get. But Queen Charlotte was a person too. Okay. And her race played a role in her being. Like she wouldn't be queen at that time if she was a black woman. I'm not familiar with Queen Charlotte. Fair enough. Who fair is enough. Queen Charlotte? I don't know the like. How is she related to Elizabeth? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that history. I don't care about that history. Okay. It's more just to point out, I think blind casting. I hate it. You hate it? I hate it. I think it I works think it's in gimmicky. some cases, though. <sighs> Give I think me a when case where it works. When it's gimmicky, yeah, it's not great. But, like, if you think about the original Grey's Anatomy, like, Sandra Oh's character is not supposed to be an Asian woman. That is blind casting. Like, sure, that's not... fair. Yeah. That, that's fair. I think the term blind casting, like, 
I think maybe you're latching on to the fact that like, oh, we're specifically doing something different. Like we're not going to care about the race at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like when it's just more of a natural approach. In Grey's Anatomy, it yeah, totally it works. works. Yeah. That, yes, exactly. And then you cast Sandra Oh and then her Asian-ness slowly becomes a part of the show. Yes. A hundred percent behind that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't feel gimmicky. Okay. That's like, we have a character and this is the best actress to play it. So that's that. This is actively, I feel like, seeking to be like... We want to be different. We want to be different. And that's when it doesn't seem yeah. sincere. Doesn't seem I, sincere. I can get that. It feels, it feels gimmicky. It just feels kitschy. Like if they had cast a black girl to play Barbie. But now, so the weird thing though for me is like Little Mermaid doesn't feel gimmicky to me. Little Mermaid doesn't feel gimmicky. It because doesn't. like it's a mermaid so it's not even yeah, real to begin with. I apologize if anyone thought mermaids were real. They're not. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you're saying, like Barbie, I get that like there is black Barbie, but at, we're talking about Barbie, Barbie as Barbie. an entity. Yeah. She's white. Yeah. So, and Barbie shouldn't be Asian. Barbie shouldn't be South Asian. Unless it's South Asian Barbie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But the point is we're talking about Barbie. Yeah. The Barbie. Singular. Singular. She's white. Yeah. It is what it is. She's Margot Robbie. Move on. Simu Lee's character is Asian. Yeah. In in a what ha- had predominantly been a white world. Do you know what I mean? There mm-hmm. are black Barbies. Yeah. So that's different. We've gone ahead and like evolved what casting is, but we're still trying to be smart about it. Like Barbie had to be a white woman. It is mm-hmm. what it is. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know the Queen Charlotte thing. I don't see any problems with having it because I just I don't know the you don't know the material. world, yeah. And maybe right. that's just because I just find Bridgerton itself very gimmicky annoying, and yeah. annoying. And I don't. I think Shonda Rhimes is the female Ryan Murphy, and so like I don't really like. <laughs> well, I'm just because I haven't ever watched it. Like, where do these two brown girls come in? Like, how- but that's the thing. They're just <laughs> they're just another family. Oh, yes. So they're brown people in this. English, like, city, country. And there's, country. like, nothing about colonization. A colonization or the fact that they're Indian. Like, That's it's so just... weird. It's, anyways. I feel like it's detrimental to with this, like, current generation because they then won't realize, like, the actual history of these things. Yes. Yeah. And where they're just being like, oh, it's okay, we're all... Like, everyone's gets okay. Yeah. You have to know some history. You yeah. have to know where you came from. And then how, where do you draw the line then? Like, how... Is it okay for then gay actors to play straight roles and straight actors to play gay roles like why like do you know what i mean and should if you have someone playing a transgender character do they have to be a transgender person person? i don't think people understand economics of filmmaking either like how many transgender people are there Mm -hmm. to make that work and some some like the reason you have laverne cox is because that took time to get to. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. Laverne Cox would not be a thing if it, like, was not for Felicity Huffman. Yeah, wasn't like, for Felicity Huffman. And I get now that you look at that, it's not It's not cool, great. But but at the time, yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't think Bruce Jenner would ever have been able to come out and become Caitlyn Jenner yeah. had that not been a thing like, in culture. It's a, And you, you think of it as a small independent movie about a trans, uh, about a trans woman, but... That has an effect. Mm-hmm. Like everything has a ripple effect, and you're ignoring the ripple of it. I'm sorry. As you're saying this, <laughs> it reminds me of that speech from the Devil Wears Prada, where she's like, "You think you just <laughs> picked the sweater out of the parking bing, but that's but, cerulean blue." <laughs> but you know what? Maybe I'm but, just starting. Uh, Mary DePriestly was onto something. She was onto something. That whole speech. I'm like, I get it, Miranda. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I get All what, the decisions made in that room do have a do ripple have a, effect. Yes, yeah. they do have a ripple effect. <laughs> and you look at fashion as that, that speech is so, it's hilarious, but when you really break it down, she's it's right. really genius. Yeah. Because she's right. Because Andy's just wearing something, like she picks out something and throws it on. Mm-hmm. Like she picks out a sweater that she thought was nice. But that decision to buy that sweater was chosen by Anna Wintour. Or it's the epitome of like amalgamating art and a, a com- commerce. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And so, like, that's what I'm saying is that you don't just get to have representation for anybody without realizing that that took work. Yeah, we it took us how many movies to get to a movie about a black man, mm. right? Yeah, you can't have Moonlight unless you have. Well, in the heat of the night. <laughs> like, is he going to get there? Do I have In the heat of the night. Yeah. Like, 50 years of before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's progression. That's that's how that happens. Yeah. Progression. progression. Progress makes perfect. No, wait. That's not what I no, say. that's not what it is. It's practice makes perfect? <laughs> it's, no, but we've, I've been teaching my, the baby. Mm. <laughs> progress makes perfect. Progress makes well. I don't want to say perfection because I don't think perfection exists. But no, exactly. yeah, progress. Just progress. Progress, progress makes progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Progress, but, not perfection. That's what I'm trying to there say. You go. There we go. Oh, oh. Speaking of progress, not perfection. <laughs> with that, what zaniness did we get into this week? So this week, Nadine, um, we well, as you know, we've been watching all of the Best Picture winners. Have we? Yeah. Oh my god. Did you forget? I completely forgot. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Oops. Well. Here we are, 1976, Nadim. What a, what a, what a time. time. And in 1976, the winner of Best Picture at the Academy Awards was mm-hmm. a film titled Rocky. Rocky. Rocky, if you will. Yes. Yes. Uh, we watched it. In we season one, we watched Rocky and we enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. we weren't going to review it for no. this week's podcast. So instead, we decided to review the Martin Scorsese classic, Taxi Driver. And also watch. Oh yes, and watch the other one of three nominations. Mm. Network. We. Oui. Yes. Yes. Mita, do you want to give us a quick IMDb disco for both? I guess. Yeah. Let me pull her up. So I'll start with Network because that's yes. yeah. Why not? Um, network is described as. A television network cynically exploits a deranged former anchor's ravings and revelations about the news media for its own profit, but finds that his message may be difficult to control. Mm. Mm. That's network. That's network, baby. And then Taxi Driver is as follows. A mentally unstable veteran works as a nighttime taxi driver in New York City, where the perceived decadence and sleaze fuels his urge for violent action. Okay, I had seen both of these previously, and it has been many a year since I have seen either of them, and I watched them when I was young and dumb, Mm -hmm. but you had seen neither of these. I had seen neither of these. Neither of these seminal works of cinema. Yeah. Truly. They're pretty big. Yeah, they're pretty big. So there's a lot to talk about here. There's Network. Yeah. There's Taxi Driver. Yeah. And then there's the fact that Rocky won Best Picture. Yeah. And there's also another film that was not all the president's men, yeah, which is also a which is also great an film. yeah a great film, <laughs> yeah. a good yes, yeah. oh, very true. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. So just give me your thoughts. Okay. Whew. Okay. So 
I was thinking to myself, like, why hadn't I seen these? Yeah. Network, I think, has flown under the radar. A little bit, In terms yeah. of the culture. Like, people don't talk about it enough, which surprises me, especially, like, the last five years. Yeah, specifically, had. Like, yeah. people are not talking about Network. TikTok is not talking about <laughs> Network? It's surprising. Yeah, like, that should be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok, get on it. Yeah. Maybe we should start it. Anyways. <laughs> Taxi driver, I think I... I think I subconsciously avoided it because I thought it probably was a part of film bro culture in a lot of ways. And I think, I know I had heard of it a lot as a teenager, but I was already like, if you go back to a Rocky episode, Mm. I specifically watched Rocky because I had a crush on a boy. And he said that Rocky was a good movie. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And then years later realized it actually is like a pretty decent, it's decent and I think I kind of put Taxi Driver in that same bucket. And so I just avoided it because I thought, oh, maybe it's one of those things that is just inherently overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love Marty. Yeah. But I am very, uh, I'm focused in, like, modern day Mar- Marty. I don't know old Marty. Original Marty. Yeah. I don't, sorry. I don't know original Marty. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know, like, The Departed. Yeah. I love saying The Departed. Yeah. <laughs> but so I think I... Avoided it subconsciously for those reasons. And I was thoroughly satisfied with both of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I'm curious about your opinion on my opinion because last week I asked you which film you think I would like more. And you said that Network was probably more my vibe. Which I can kind of see where you're coming from. But I'm here to tell you something, Nadim. You like Taxi Driver more? I like Taxi Driver more. So here's the thing. And that's an interesting point you bring up. I, I watched... I watched Network first and then Taxi Driver. I actually didn't think I would have the time to watch Network. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, if I just watch Taxi Driver, I remember Network. I can totally still speak to it. I did not remember it the way I thought I did. Mm. I like Network. I really do. I think it has some incredible set pieces. The... The first time when he comes in from the rain to say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it yeah. anymore. That is five-star filmmaking. Or even the just... entire sequence yes. of, like, him in the studio and the people yelling out and the rain and the... And th- all like, the buildings. Everything and the, and the, the angles. Yeah. It's, it's spectacular great. filmmaking. It felt like cinema. It's cinema. And it's cinema at its finest. Mm-hmm. Network is so monologue Yes. And I did not remember it being so... Not just dialogue heavy, but people delivering these long-winded speeches. And then I read the trivia, just as a side. Mm. You know who really looks to this movie as an example for screenwriting? Is it Aaron Sorkin? Yeah. Okay. That is 100% I read that and I burst out laughing. I was just like, absolutely. Like, how could you not? I not not. How could you? Yeah, you can't unsee that now. Mm -hmm. Because this is so full. It's not even bad writing, but it's just so... Heavy, such yeah. heavy, heavy, heavy writing throughout, and I did. I think that diminished my experience a little bit now because I couldn't unsee that. Yeah. So I did really like Network, and I still really like mm-hmm. Network. But in this in this experience, I watched Taxi Driver after, and I was just like, no, this is clearly better. And yeah. I think Mita will actually like this more. I did. Yeah. I feel like Taxi Driver is so much more subtle mm-hmm. in a way than Network is. Like, it really, it felt like... Despite watch- that ending. Yes. <laughs> but that despite ending. that ending, yeah. yeah, it's still subtle. It's still very subtle. But 
network, I felt like while I was watching it, I was thinking like, oh, the Aaron Sorkin was completely inspired yeah. by this. I didn't read the trivia. But um, have you watched his show, Newsroom? The Newsroom? No, but I've seen that like... It is... There's no way <laughs> yeah. he like did not watch yeah. Network and think, I want to do this yeah. like now. And that's what it reminded me of. And I actually really liked The Newsroom. Like there's definitely some issues with it because it's an Aaron Sorkin yeah. TV show. Like it's not perfect. Yeah. But it's still fun to watch. And there's so much of this that is like really interesting and really compelling and mm. I like the storylines here but because it's so dialogue heavy I felt myself getting lost like I didn't quite understand the storyline with the um the like the terrorists with the, Faye Dunaway the, yeah like I didn't quite understand what was going on there and like if I didn't know who Patty Hearst was I think I still would be a little bit lost yeah like, I think there's a lot of like research that kind of needs to be done with watching a movie like that and I think that doesn't work in its favor so it's interesting because one other thing I read in in the trivia mm -hmm. was that the way Patty Chayofsky wrote it was he didn't want to have exposition so he didn't want to have these execs who were these high-paid, high-power network execs talking, explaining things. What's TRP and what's ratings and, you know, what's your score and all yeah. of that. They're just talking. And you're just kind of, you're not supposed to understand the specifics. You're supposed to understand the overall. Mm -hmm. As a writer, I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's so genius. And that's such a way of transporting you into that world and creating a world of authenticity. Mm -hmm. As a viewer, it's effing confusing. It can, it will isolate people. It's very isolating. It's yeah. very, you, you, so much of it goes over your head. And I'm, I subtitle everything. So I read it and I, you're kind of just like, I don't. What is a 40 over 20 score? Like, what am I, what, am I talking, what, 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 are what does that right mean? And yeah. network television is so complicated. And so interesting, though. It is. Yeah. But we don't get what, but, and because we don't understand what all of that is, the interesting aspects go over your head. I think it has to aim at a very specific type yeah. of person. Like, there's so many people that I could see wanting, trying to watch this movie and just not being able to grasp onto it. Because of that, like, isolating factor. Because there's, a, like, this that scene where they're at Ahmed Khan's, like, hideout. Mm -hmm. And the network lawyers are sitting around in this terrace house discussing syndication and things like that. And she gets really upset about something, about, like, budget or whatever. And I think you're meant to take away how ridiculous the situation is. Yeah. And these lawyers are negotiating with this terrorist about, like, their rights and what they're, like, getting into. But all I could focus on was just like, but what are you arguing? What are you mad about? What? I don't like, I just want to understand because I feel like, I feel like I'm in on the joke, but not. Yes. And that was a lot of network. But at the same time, I can totally see like some young kid watching this as, and be, being like, oh, I want to work with the news. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to work. I want to be Faye Dunaway. Yeah. I don't want to be Faye Dunaway. Though. No, because I don't think she's great. I'm just. As an actress? Yeah. Oh, she's I really good in this though. She's good in it, but like, I'm not. I'm not in love with her. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't get the, like, the, ooh, Faye Dunaway. Like, she's great. Overall? She, yeah. Like, even in Chinatown? Chinatown, she's great. Like, she's good. But, like, Mrs. we watched Chinatown. Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> I love her Mommy Dearest. Yeah. But I'm not. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. Bonnie and Clyde is not that great. No. We agreed on that. But I don't, I don't know. I was not, like, swept by her. I think so she's got a... Uh, you know what? It's her eyebrows. They really do bother they, me. They really, they are, really a lot, yeah. are a lot to watch. <laughs> it's also because her character in this is really hard to like. It, yeah. She's not likable. She's not likable at all. But that's fine. 
No, but I think what she does, I think her performance is just that good that like she ends up being, she ends up playing it so well that she becomes hard to like. Yeah. And so you end up disliking the character, but. Well, and spoiler alert, they're all murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very dark. (laughs) Yeah. I think what's also surprising is Beatrice Strait's win for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Yeah, because tell me who that is again. She's the wife. (laughs) Oh. She's got one, literal one five-minute scene. She delivers one monologue and one in a category. Who else was nominated in that category? Let's pull it up. And then let's talk about... And then we'll go into Taxi. Taxi, yeah. yeah. The actual... The actual... Yeah. Jodie Foster, mm-hmm. Jane Alexander for All the President's Men, mm-hmm. Lee Grant for Voyage of the Damned, mm-hmm. oh, and Piper Laurie for The Carry. Oh, I like that Carrie not yeah, there, but that'll like, never win anything. That was never going to happen. No. <laughs> That's just happy <laughs> to be there. Piper Laurie's mom? I think Piper Laurie's mom, yeah. Okay. What's her character name? Margaret White, yeah. Yeah, Carrie White. Carrie White. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great, because she is actually quite good in that. Yeah. Jody again, Jodie Foster is quite good, good in, taxi, in taxi, driver. taxi Driver. Yeah. I actually think, now that I'm looking at this list, Piper Laurie is actually much better than Beatrice Strait. Uh, yeah, well, there's also more to work with. There's much more to work I with. I don't, wow, that's interesting. I'm really surprised that she won, but the network ended up winning three acting awards. What? It won <laughs> Faye Dunaway. Okay. It won... Uh, I get Faye. I get Faye. Yeah. And I'm behind Faye. I know I, you don't love it, but I'm... I like her in this movie. Like, I like the I like the character a lot because it's not something that you typically see. Yeah. And still to this day, we don't see women like her. No. And I like that a lot. I just don't get Faye Dunaway. You know? So... Like, how you don't get Zendaya. Fair enough. I don't get Faye Dunaway. After after the Ambani, the Nita Ambani Gala... Now you're Gawa, starting to get like, it. Because she wore that sari like a boss. Yeah. But that's for another conversation for another time. <laughs> Network won four Oscars. Okay. It won Best Screenplay. Okay. Uh, directly written for the screen. Best Supporting Actress for Beatrice Strait. Best Actress for Faye Dunaway. And Best Actor for Peter Finch. Peter Finch is... Is what's-his-face. Is uh, Howard? Yes. Okay. Okay. Howard yeah. Beale. That is... It is a very good performance. That's a very good performance. I believed it. Yeah. That's a convincing <laughs> performance. Yeah. And the thing with the 70s, too, that I think it gets away with is, like, for me now, these aren't really recognizable faces. So I can kind of fall in love with these stories a little bit easier because I don't know who these people are. Yeah. Like, when I did see Robert Duvall, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, it's Robert Duvall! Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. like, kind of, like, into... Robert his, Duvall? His, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right? But, like, I don't know these people in the way that people probably in the 70s... Yes, have. exactly. So the star kind of, power of it all. Yeah, yeah, I can get trapped into this yeah. world a little bit easier. But yes, this won four Academy Awards. But won no Academy Awards. No? Is Taxi Driver. None? None. Zilch? Zilch. Wow. Cray cray. Crazy. right? You caught yourself. <laughs> you were going to... But yeah, it uh, it won nothing. It was nominated for four. Really? Yep. And let me just lay this out. I want to cry for out. it. It was nominated for Best Picture, hmm. Best Actor, Best mm-hmm. Supporting Actress, and Best Music. Not. It didn't win Best Music. It didn't win Best what Music. What won Best Music in the theme? Because that is my favorite part of Taxi, <laughs> of Taxi Driver. The saxophone? Bernard Herman. Yeah. <laughs> like, that in it itself. Is pre- it is pretty impressive. But yeah, it wasn't nominated for Best Director. So, here's a question. First of all, yeah. you like Taxi Driver. And I I'm did. super happy about that. Yeah. It's a very interesting film. And I think it's it's a movie you shouldn't watch as a young man. I you think shouldn't? You shouldn't. I think oh, you should yes, watch it, it as an older man. Yeah. I think you should watch it as an older man because I think you, I, I think there's a lot of misinterpretation that can happen about Taxi Driver and 
there's a bit of an incel quality. Yes. There's this kind of feeling that he goes on the spree because he gets dumped by Sybil Shepherd. Yeah. But I don't think that's it. I don't think that was it I don't, either. I don't, that's actually, not what yeah, I was grasping. That's not what I grasped, but I think that's what... But I'm not a young male. A young male. And I think the other thing is Taxi Driver has been quoted as being an influential movie for people who have done mass shootings. Well, you know that you know about the guy. I'm forgetting his name. John Hinckley Jr. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that was one of the controversies is that his assassination attempt on Reagan was largely fueled by watching Taxi Driver. So... Yes, like that's a that's a thing, but I don't think that's the movie's fault. No, I think the movie's actually trying to talk more about on, on one individual's isolation and loneliness and like where that leads to, mm-hmm. and people are interpreting it a little differently. There's two things that really stand out to me when I was watching this. Like the first is you're saying that this uh, shouldn't be watched by like young men, which yeah. I totally agree with because. The whole movie does talk about, like, his loneliness and how he surrounds himself with his thoughts. Yeah. But I also found that, like, that whole, the the whole isolation in itself could be carried on into women as well. Like, I don't think it's just specific. I said young men specifically, but I actually don't think anyone young should be watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think... Yes, I think um, those brains aren't developed yet. They're not, so they yeah. may not be able to absorb the information in the best way. Yeah. But I was watching it and thinking like, well, I, I've felt lonely before and I've lived in a, like, a larger yes, city before yes, yes, yes. where like I would walk home at night and there would be homeless people and I'd be scared. Or like one night I went home and in the vestibule of my building, there was like a homeless man in a wheelchair like with a knife. Oh. Like trying to get into my building. Oh. And then the concierge was like like telling me to go around the corner and wait in the corner. Wow. Yeah, because he was trying to get him out of the vestibule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it was safe to actually enter the yeah. building. So like I've been in that situation that yeah, yeah, Travis yeah. has been before. Yeah. And you can become really isolated when you're by yourself in a larger city. Like you're not talking yeah. to people all the time. Like you have to be active and yeah. like be around people and feel like that city is forcing your isolation exactly yeah, yeah. and so i could totally I, I think relate is the worst word to use but i but could understand i could understand where yeah. travis was coming from and i thought wow what a really like interesting way to look at mental health yeah and what then I found even more fascinating and this is my second point is that the 70s has really introduced to us mental health like yeah. when we're talking about deliverance and this very true yeah. even in um one flew over the cuckoo even in one flew over yeah. the cuckoo but even in network like network yep yeah, as, as well, well yeah. we're they're really talking about yeah. it and then we what we've discussed is how we're not looking forward to the movies in the 80s yeah. because they're sort of lighter fare yeah. and don't really have these like strong opinions about yeah. like the state of people's minds or even just like the state of the world is going. And I was like, how reflective of that is like actually the United States in that time? Like you had a leader, I think Jimmy Carter was probably president by now in 76. Yeah. I think he just yeah. probably became. Uh-huh. But then when you get into the 80s, you have someone like Reagan yeah. who like cut funding for mental health services yeah. and had like made a stance against it. And the movies in themselves reflect that as well. And I was like, wow, the 70s were really onto something. And imagine if we, like, Reagan didn't become president. I wonder what would have happened in terms of those types of services. But I think the 70s were more reflective in, in, in terms of at least film. I think it was more because it's interesting because you look at the 70s, really the 70s specifically, mm-hmm. as this, like, 
time when people wanted to tell real stories. They were done. We haven't seen a single fluff piece. Yeah. And like, I kind of miss the fluff piece right now. I could use a fluff piece, <laughs> but this this isn't bad. And I know the fluff pieces are coming and we saw a lot of fluff pieces before. But I think the 70s was a time when filmmakers were looking to actually tell a story and they were looking to send a message. Mental health is obviously one of those things, mm-hmm. but it's not the only thing. And it's interesting that that was what you took away because what I took away more from it was here's a time period in which people are trying to say something, mm. which is interesting considering next week's winner is Annie Hall. Yeah. So what is trying to be said? What is well, trying to we'll discover that? We'll discover week. that. Like, where does that go? But more importantly, neither of these films won Best Picture. Well, you just said that, like, you need some fluff. Rocky, Rocky is, is fluff. fluff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rocky's exactly fluff. And apparently Cindy Lumet went, has gone on record saying he's disappointed that Network lost to Rocky. And I could get that. I would get why you would, like, why he would be upset. Not you. But he, yeah. He he, he has in Sydney. Yes. And I He was trying to say something. And something that is still relevant. Both Taxi Driver and Network are still relevant. But in the same way, Rocky does tell a universal story yes. of like being an underdog and coming on top and maybe not necessarily winning, but yes. still coming up on top. Yes. Yeah. But is are we getting to the homogenization of the best picture then? Yeah. I think like 76 is when it kind of started. started. But why? Why Rocky? Is it because <laughs> these were just too, this was just too much? Do you th- think it might have been jarring for people? Yes. Taxi Driver was definitely yeah. jarring. I think that's that's a lot of imagery. That's a lot of imagery. It's dark. It's very violent. There's child prostitution. There's child prostitution. Yeah. I do not understand how they got away with any of that. Shooting with her. Shooting with her. Her doing it. Like, where were her parents? Like, any of that. That would never get made today. There's mm-hmm. no chance a 12-year-old girl, because she was 12 at the time. Yeah. There's no way a 12-year-old girl would be on a set playing a child prostitute. Well, also, I read a lot about how she prepared for yes, the role. Yes, she, she <laughs> met with like, prostitutes, prostitutes in New York. Like, who was allowing yeah. this at that time? Like, like, who let little Jodie Foster go in there? There's actually, just a, like a little side note, um, Brooke Shields recently had yes. a documentary. I want to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. But it's called Pretty Baby, and she talks about growing up in that industry mm. where she was asked to play, like, very seductive roles yeah. at like eight and ten years old yeah. and like nobody was taking care of these kids at the time well one of the things i read was that martin scorsese actually didn't know how to direct her like mm-hmm. he didn't know what to do with her and it was robert de niro who mentored her largely on set oh interesting which i can see and so she has a fondness for robert de niro because he probably calls him bob yeah <laughs> or like bob or something like that yeah. they probably and she says that she models a lot of her career after him, him because like of how influential he was but at the time this was a movie made on a shoestring budget it was probably very gorilla style this 12 year old girl shows up playing a prostitute i did know i did read that in like some of her um scenes like her older sister was used as like a body double as a body double yeah yes i read that too yeah. although like there's not many there's, not new, new there's no new sh- <laughs> so like what is sh- like you can't literally show child porn yeah. in a movie, but like because also she's twelve, like she doesn't have tits. Like no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a very I, I. But that kind of stuff, I was. It's refreshing that there was a time period where there wasn't so much censorship 
which is weird because there was probably a lot of censorship. Like the violence was extreme. Mm-hmm. You couldn't show real sex and all of that, but somehow they got away with having a 12-year-old prostitute. But now you could show all the violence you want. You could have all the sex and the nudity, but you could never have a 12-year-old prostitute. No. Like which is so funny. like... Which is kind of... Uh, ooh, this sounds bad, but like... If that's the story, because there are that's a thing. Prostitutes. Yes, like even Slumdog Millionaire doesn't lay it all out there. For You're people. meant to piece things together. together, but like we know that she was that, a prostitute, yeah, and like she was doing it from a very young very age. young age, and like the my well, well, no, I'll talk about that when we get to Slumdog. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Yeah, like, the movies today, you would not be able to make that. Like, I can't think of anything I've seen recently where it's, like, Comes it's a child close. being put into that kind yeah. of position. Unless it's, like, Law & Order SVU, and, like, even still, like, it's yeah. not... They just, like, hint at it. It's not a thing. And not just put into that position, but put into that position and not... She's not, like, shown as some, like, destitute. No. She's kind of like, I'm okay here. She has, like, <laughs> yeah. she has autonomy, autonomy over herself over a little her, bit. Yeah, a little like, bit. Like, she knows what she's doing, which is, like... So ick. No, but like, that's probably what it's like, Mita. It's probably, I'm sure there's girls who are like forced into it and, you know, the misery of it all for sure. 100%. But this is not far from the truth either. And this isn't, I think the the, um, genius thing is, it's not glamorizing it either. No. It's not. It's just kind of being like, this is just this character. She doesn't want to be there. She has to be there. She's making the most of it. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's literally it. That's who she is. Let her wear her cool hat. Yeah. <laughs> With her 70s hair. Yeah. Her hair is so cute. And yeah. I wonder how they got it all, like, bunched up. Bunched up. up yeah. <laughs> she, but it's it's just very interesting because I also don't think Network could get made today. I think Network could get made. I don't know. I think it could. I think, I think HBO would do... Like, here's the thing. Newsroom exists. Newsroom is not... But no. that, exactly, yeah. newsroom exists, but newsroom is not as newsroom ex- has more like explosive has more charm to it. Yeah, like I'm using charm in air quotes. Yeah, like there's something more wholesome, I guess, about yeah. it than network is. Like network is really experiences like the deep dark seediness of yeah. network television. Yeah, where like newsroom is more of like we're all a gang, we're presenting the news yeah. together, and they still hit on like those stories, and they still hit on like the fact that like. Networks are owned by a conglomerate and like the yes, conglomerate yes, yes. is feeding into their ideas on Yes, the news. but you know who also does that? It's 30 Rock. Yes. Right? Like yeah. that's not But I think I think you I think it could be attempted. I think somebody could try to do the deep, dark seediness of it. I don't know. There's just something very even like that ending, for instance, in network is nothing it's nothing crazy, but the satiricalness of it. I just, I also, I don't think, I don't think even if it got made, it wouldn't get to this point to being a best picture now. Oh, really? I, d- I don't, I don't know. I'm j- a bit more jaded now when I look, when I see this era specifically, mm-hmm. and then I look at the crap that won recently. Yeah. You're kind of just like, it feels like we've gone backwards. Like, Taxi Driver even getting nominated is huge, mm. I think. I think that's a, that's, that's monumental for a film like that at that time. time? It won the Palm Door, but it was booed at Cannes. Oh. Yeah, because of the violence. It was just too much. And like, again, a 12-year-old prostitute and like just pushing limits and boundaries without pushing, without being extreme. There's something very like calculated about it. It's pushing the limits, but now like I, I feel like I'm a little numb to it though. Like it wasn't that 
jarring. I can see in 1976 it being a jarring experience for me. Yeah, sure. But like me in 2023, I was like, I wasn't like scared for Jodie Foster or anything. Like I wasn't, I don't know. It didn't have that effect on me. I think we've experienced so much. But I don't think you're meant to be scared for her. Yeah. She's never put no, actually it, in any like dangerous situations. Watching or... Travis though, I wasn't like you didn't think. I wasn't. I don't know. I'm, I didn't have like emotions of like I'm trying to think of the word, but like it. I, I it didn't. It's not that it feels normal, but it's like I can understand this character a little bit more because I have. There's so many real world experiences that have come since that I understand that kind of a person and that kind of mentality. Well, here's the question. So the ending of Taxi Driver, Mm -hmm. you say, you know, there's a question of whether it's real or not. Yo, I don't think Sybil was in that cab. (laughs) Sybil Shepard. I I don't think Sybil Shepard was in that cab. I think that there's one idea is that it's a dream. It's like his last, he he kind of makes himself into a hero before he dies. Mm -hmm. I think it happens. And I think what Martin is trying to say is... This loneliness and this isolation that he felt by trying to be a good person, ultimately. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter because then when he becomes this vigilante who shoots up these people and saves this young girl, girl. he becomes a hero. And suddenly now he's desirable. I think he does shoot up the people. Yeah, yeah. That he, happens. I think, yes. But I don't think her coming into the cab and giving him that acceptance is real. I think it is. Oh, really? I think that's the point. I think that what I think that's a part of what he's trying to say is that again, just about like society and what her acceptance levels are, and like she was so disgusted by him for taking her her to this adult film, but yeah. she's not uh, disgusted by this man who shot up. But she like that's what, I don't think it's real because if I was a woman in that position, he still showed up to her office like unannounced and harassed her and like was weird like he's still creepy yeah he's still creepy yeah like i also like how did she know to get into his cab like (laughs) there's parts there where i think it's also i think marty's point is to have the audience decide yes yes that is the ultimate (laughs) point yeah do you think it's real or not and like as a woman i wouldn't seek out this cabbie that like tried to stalk me previously. I think that's the satire of it. I don't think it's meant to be like in reality a woman would do this. Yeah. I think he's more like trying to make a point, point? though. This mm-hmm. is this woman does this, and the point is to show that like he's suddenly being exalted. I don't. Th- I think it's all in his head. That last part, yeah. Interesting. Uh, but this is what a good movie does. Me right. Part. That's yeah, that's absolutely makes you think. It makes you question. It makes you discuss. Yeah. I thought I had a very similar thought as you that this was going to be very broy. And it still is a little broy. A little bit, but there's so much to it that as a woman I can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. It's also not it's also not glamorizing anything. Here. No, I don't think well, I mean, I'm not in that mind. Like I'm not an incel. But like. No, but like it's not glamorizing anything the way that like even if you watch Wolf of Wall Street as mm, as a sing- yeah. as a naked viewer, you can tell, oh, this is glamorizing half of this crap. It's like, trying it's to trying make to, it flashy. It's trying to make it flashy. Where did you go, Marty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? So, well, in his defense, I think it's the context or content. The content? The content that he is trying to make. He didn't write the book. Which one? The Wolf of Wall Street. No, he no, he did not. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> he so he, he didn't write to... it, but that's also you could present that same he? information in different different ways and this is how Marty chose to present it. Yeah, that's true. That's Marty. the thing. And 
I think Martin is a bit of a bro. I think Martin's the original bro. Is he? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. And it's interesting, like, as we progress, we'll see. Yeah. Because I yeah. hope we have time to watch Raging Bull whenever it's nominated. Well, I've too. never seen it, so I'm exactly. going to. Yeah. Yeah. So. What's that, like 81? It's around there. Yeah. We're getting there. And we're going to watch The Departed. The, there's a lot of Marty. We're getting a lot. Well, in I'll Goodfellas. probably watch Gangs of New York because I've never seen that either. Yeah. You can watch the entire canon. Yeah. Do you sequel for your boy to this? No, I think like this. Yeah, is I don't the think you actually need anything. Perfect for this. snapshot yeah. of like what is. Yeah. For network, I do want to know what happens next. Like yeah. they mur- they had someone murdered. Network like, is a they giant ever gaping get hole. Like, yeah, exactly. There's so much that could happen there yeah. that would make for a really great television series. But I will have to be. Do- it would have to be done like on HBO. It yeah. has to be done on cable. Like, there's no way. There's no way. Could do it. <laughs> but network television yeah. could do it. Yeah. Cable would have to do it. Um, but I think it would be really. I think network would be really interesting to see in the modern world. And I think a person that could do it is if we got that combination of Aaron Sorkin and David Fincher again. I Ooh, think that that could could be so good. I know. Yeah, that would be interesting. I want that combination again. Mm. I don't. Do they even like each other? I don't know. I'm sure they do. They made both of them made their greatest film. Even if they don't get along, Even, they recognize that yeah, like that we did something that, yeah. great here. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see that again because I think that it could be done. It could work. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, it could work properly. Before you go into your rating, uh-huh. so go into your rating, but at the same time, did it deserve best picture? Okay, Should we can name the other two as yes. well. There's something called Bound for Glory. Okay, a war film, <laughs> and then we have All the President's Men, yes. Network Taxi Driver, and our Eventual winner, Mr. Rocky. Should I rank them? Go ahead, yeah. Okay. Let me just think. (laughs) Okay, this is my ranking on how I feel like it should have gone down. And I'll go from five to one. Yeah, or four to one. Four to one, yeah. We're not going to count Bound for Glory because I think that's what it's called, Bound for Glory. Bound, yeah. Bound to Glory, Bound for Glory. Something about Bound. Yeah, Bounding and Glory. (laughs) What is it? Bound for glory. Bound for glory. Okay, so that's obviously number five for both of us, yeah. right? Are we going to do four, four, or do you want me to just go? You go and then I'll go. Okay, yeah. so for fourth for me, it's actually going to be Rocky. Okay. Because it is yeah. lighter fluff fare. It yeah. is, it's a fun movie. It's re- It was, I was under the impression it was going to be really bro-y, and it is. But it's like an enjoyable. Bro with heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's palpable yeah. and like as a woman, like it's not it's not gonna hurt you to watch it. Yeah. Like you're not gonna be suffering. For no, the, you're not. For the few hours that you're watching that film, um, and like there's some great lines like oh, <laughs> like you know it has its place oh, in popular culture. Yeah, it does. Um, and having recently watched Creed, <laughs> Creed yeah. two, like yeah. it has its place, and I'm thankful for it. So yeah. I'm gonna give it that fourth spot. Okay. Third for me is President's Men. Okay. Um, I watch it like pretty much every November. I'll yeah. try to sneak it in there. I love Robert Redford. Oh, you do. Like there's no other person in the universe like With him. With his blue eyes. Yes. And I just think it's a really interesting way to look at journalism, especially at that time yeah. when everything wasn't so attainable on your cell phone mm-hmm. and to see how they actually really dig into a case and how they exploited something very serious and that's true like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the first of a true crime kind yeah. of movie and it's done really well yeah. and so i love all the president's men two network mm-hmm. yes very compelling very interesting but there is 
It's so odd because there's isolation in this movie in yeah. terms of the subject matter. And so it can be a little bit jarring to watch. I had to like go back a couple times yeah. so I could understand the scenario a little yes. bit better. But I think the message in there is so strong and so um, relevant to today. Like it's that classic. Is, yeah. And it, but it's universal, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And it is approachable in a lot of ways, yeah. but it isn't in some other. It, no. it's, it's, a, it's complex. It's yeah. a lot of things. Um, and I really enjoyed it. But then my number one would be Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think I was going to like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it would be... I've heard stories, like, throughout the years of, like, Travis and, mm-hmm. like, who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. I was worried that there was going to be glamorization of this character. Yeah. And, like, I don't like that. I don't like incels. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to put that yeah. out there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but you don't But I don't think Travis is an incel. No. I that's I think, I think the clear there's mental health issues yeah. there. But I do see this being like uh, interpreted that way. That way and also like incels themselves loving this movie. Yeah. Like I can see this being part of their yes. repertoire. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's a really interesting way to look at mental health, one person in particular, to look at like being in isolation with yourself, having those types of thoughts wanting to have some sort of like vigilante action like wanting to be the real life batman which i think a lot of people do today and it's just it's amazing to me that something from 1976 can still look and feel like it's relevant Mm -hmm. like at no point was i like oh this movie's from the 70s like, like in a bad way, yeah. In a bad way. Like, it still worked. Yeah. And it was, cu- like, I couldn't turn it off. And usually I want to pause something and, yeah. like, go to the bathroom, get a snack or something. I just kept it on and kept yeah, yeah. watching Taxi Driver. I loved how the story played out with Sybil Shepherd. Like, I thought all of that was very interesting. Like, this is something that could be made into, like, a mini series today. Yeah. And people would watch it. People would want to tune in every week. Yeah. And instead, he's made it into this snapshot two-hour film. And it works perfectly. Yeah. And I... I there isn't really anything about it that I can say should be different. Like mm-hmm. I liked everything I enjoyed. It's not a five star for me. Okay. And I'm not sure why. <laughs> it's not a five star for me though. I'm gonna go with a four. Okay. I feel like a four yeah. works. I can't figure out what that one point is. Mm-hmm. Because I did really enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I'm also not going to be going me like, everybody go watch Taxi Driver. Okay. I think it's still for like a very specific audience. No, actually no. Mm-hmm. I think anybody could watch this. I think adults should watch this. Yeah. Not like, I think if I'd watched this when I was younger, I probably wouldn't be able to appreciate it the yeah. way I do now. But I don't know. I can't quite put my 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 finger on like why isn't it a five? But it's a very strong four. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's there's so it's also like De Niro is so good in it. Like, De Niro is so great. Good. Classic. And honestly, like I think the last twenty years, De Niro has had some choices. Bad grandpas. He's made some choices yeah. that are like, why do we respect you so much? Like, why am I... And you have to watch something like this to remember. Like, yeah, oh, like, you oh, are a great is... actor. Yeah. yeah. And to think he had this and he had the Godfather part too. Back like, to back. That's... It's amazing yeah. what he does. And, and he's raging bull in like two years. Yeah. yeah. And it's really interesting to watch him at this time in his career. Yeah. But yeah, four. Four. My ranking is the exact same. Oh, wow. Rocky, Twins. All the President's Men, Network, and then Taxi Driver. For many of the same reasons. Mm-hmm. I 
I actually don't dislike Rocky. I enjoyed it when we watched it. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. It was endearing. I really like Sylvester Stallone in it. Yeah. It was all of those things. I do think that as a Best Picture winner, in comparison, it's weird. I don't think it deserves Best Picture, but I understand why it won. Yeah. Like the story behind it of like the story behind it, yeah. Him writing this film and from a, like a grand, from like two, three thousand people voting perspective, I get that this was the popular choice, and I get what happens with this homogenization of the of the Oscar winner. Like this is definitely the beginning of it, yeah. And it's hard to turn away from something like this, but also like when you have to watch Taxi Driver and Network and All the President's Men, and then and then Rocky's just kind of there to like lighten the mood. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I do understand. Is it the coda of its time? Yeah. It is, right? Like, yeah. it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. It is the coda of the time. It's actually, though, the better comparison is if Juno had beaten <laughs> No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood. I don't think that would happen. No, but that's... If, if it had, yeah. But okay, in theory, yeah. like... In theory. A modern day parallel, that's what it is. But it's like Coda winning over the power, power of the dog. Power of the dog, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's, yeah. yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I got there. You got there, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And like, look how disappointing that is. Because mm-hmm. Power of the Dog is definitely the better film. Yeah. I don't know. I think Taxi Driver is great. I'm glad I rewatched it again because I think my perspective on it is different. Mm-hmm. I think when I was younger, I didn't really understand what it was about. I grasped that it was well made, but I didn't really get it. I get it now. As a, you know, a nearly 40-year-old man, I understand what this movie is trying to say, and I understand what it's trying to project, and it's super fascinating. But I get that it's not a five-star film. Mm-hmm. I actually have nothing bad to say about it as well. I think it's well-acted, well-directed. The music is great. The screenplay, the dialogue, how it's edited, everything about it. There's nothing. There's not a false note. It's not over long. There's nothing. I'm like... What what's happening here but I think for me at least personally four and a half and five star movies there has to be an emotional like rise yeah. and it just didn't do that it didn't make me feel anything not in a bad way I wasn't like apathetically watching it but it didn't make me fe- it made me think and it made me reflect but it didn't make me it didn't make me sad and it didn't make me mad and it didn't make me happy and it didn't make me cry. It didn't do those things. Mm. So there's clearly a bit of a disconnect. Yeah. Emotionally for me. So I think that's the same thing. Yeah. It is an excellent film. I think everyone should see it. I do think this is an example of like great filmmaking. Really, truly great filmmaking. And understanding why Martin Scorsese is Martin Scorsese. Yeah. I think that's the other thing. I think you hear his name now and it's just kind of like, it's a household name, but, like, there's a reason he's here. And this is kind of the beginning of that. There's a, like, this is avant-garde filmmaking at the time. Like, it was, he's, it's, there's nothing like this. And there's so much, like, a lot of the other stuff that he's done now. And I think it's a reminder that he was, he, he is a great filmmaker, but, like, this is really, like, this was really pushing the limits and pushing the boundaries. And I think it's a reminder that cinema used to stand for something. And I don't think it stands for the things anymore. Mm. And even when you look at great films from this year, like The Banshees of Inisherin or Tar or Everything Everywhere, excellent films, excellent delivered films, but we're not boundary pushing. We're not trying to really tap into what's happening in the world. You know, fine, Tar is about some things about cancel culture and et cetera, et cetera, but it's not about our current condition as people, as a society. And that's what Taxi Driver 
really was just like, this is where we are. Look at, like, we are at the bottom of the cesspool. And, like... And, honestly, society right now yeah. needs this. Needs something like this. Yeah. And I think Todd Phillips tried to do that with Joker. And it's just not... You can't... I think Don't that's the... Don't set it in the 70s. Don't have it connected yeah. to a, but I think a that's era. Ex- like a... That's exactly what he was trying to do, though. Yeah. He was trying to turn Joker into a modern taxi driver... And it just doesn't work because that feels silly and this feels grounded. Yeah. So anyways, all this to say, I like it. You should watch it. Please be an adult at least like past 25. Yeah. You should be able to rent a car is what I think to watch Taxi Driver. You should be able to drive a taxi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm also giving it four stars. Okay, very nice. Yeah. Four and four. Four and four. For taxi. taxi. Can I say though, I I am glad that like there isn't like an emotional connection like, I wouldn't want to emotionally connect with Travis. Like, I think that's scary. If yeah. someone walked away from Taxi Driver yeah, and was and like, being like angry or sad. Travis, or, Travis yeah. should be pissed. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, I don't want I think what people. you want to be able to take away is understanding yeah, how, what, le- like, what progressed him to get where he was. Yeah. But yeah. There you go. That was 1976 with Taxi Driver. Whoa. Next week, we change things. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> but before then, meet the game. Game. So last week, Nadim, um, you had me connect Save the Last Dance. Save it. To In Bruges. In Bruges. Yes. And so this week, Nadim, yes. I'm challenging you to one that I think you'll get there. Okay, okay. It's not going to be hard. Okay, okay, okay. And it's one that I think you'll like. Okay. I'm going to have you connect In Bruges yeah. to a film I believe you've seen. Okay. Prisoners. <laughs> I have seen the prisoners. There you go. Yeah. It's not the prisoners. It's just I know it's just prisoners. It's just prisoners. How dare you do that? I know. To Denise. To Denise. Okay. My There's Denise. a way to do it. There's many ways to do it. I feel. Yeah, and your well, timer. Like too many ways. No, there's like one really specific way <laughs> that I thought of. But your timer starts now. Okay, Colin Farrell was in *The Beguiled* with Nicole Kidman, who was married to Tom Cruise, who was in. What am I connecting it to? Prisoners. Prisoners. Why did I go Tom Cruise? Okay, go back. Sorry, why, why did I do that? It's not um, Kevin Bacon anymore. No, it's not. Can we reset that? One yeah. second. I don't know why I did that. Okay. okay. Should I reset? Yes, everything? please. Truly. Okay. I don't know why where I was going. Your new timer yes. starts now. Thanks. Colin Farrell yeah. is in Bruges. Is in, in Bruges. Yeah. In Prisoners. Oh, my God. Jake and Hugh and Colin. <laughs> Nadine was like literally moving back and forth trying That's to figure so many this options. out. And uh, Denis? I want you to think about recent films that have come out in the last two years. Two years? Like yeah. June? No, but like... <laughs> I say two, and I'm thinking it might have been one year ago, but I can't even remember. Oh my god, it's just like too many options. Yeah, and like, you have ten seconds. Yeah, I can't even like give me. Give you got to give me a I'll couple give you of an extra, extra thirty. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> so you're just at a minute now. Okay, <laughs> Colin Farrell is in. I don't, it's so hard sometimes, right? So when there's too many when, options, it's like Colin Farrell's in a lot of movies. Is in a lot of movies. So like, I'm going. Colin Farrell was in uh, The Lobster, directed by Yorgos. Okay. Yorgos directed my favorite, The Favorite. Okay. With Emma. Okay. Who was in 
Well, it's 30 minutes. I, 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 okay. I, I, yeah. Would you like to know? Yeah. How like how? Okay. Colin Farrell is in the latest The Batman. Oh, man. Can you figure it out from there? There's someone in The Batman who will close this ride up for you. Oh, Paul Dano. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Here you go. I didn't. Yeah, because I haven't seen the Batman. Oh, that's the problem. But people knew it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I there did. You go. There you go. Oh, so yeah. next week I have to connect the Batman, the Batman to something. No. Yes, I do. No, prisoners. Sorry. Prisoners. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to connect prisoners to the to Batman. Some, yeah. <laughs> But that's next week. Yes. Mita. Uh-huh. I think we're watching your all-time favorite director's film next week. <laughs> what are we watching? Keep that spit take in there, yeah. please. Uh, we are we're watching. I'm breaking a rule, guys. We're watching Annie Hall. We're watching Woody Allen's Annie Hall. Best yeah. picture winner, Annie Hall. La-dee-da, la-dee-da. Lot of things we're gonna discuss. <laughs> yeah. That's next week. Yeah. Mita. Hmm. I didn't think that there were any quotable quotes in this movie, but maybe you have one. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe one. there's one in maybe there. Just one. I don't know. <clears throat> you talking to me? You talking to me? You? You talking to me? So no one else here. <laughs> you talking to me? You know how he improvised it? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> there actually was some good quotes in this. There was. Like, cancers make the best lovers. <laughs> I'm a cancer. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, folks. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for the most Diane Keaton movie ever made. It should be called Diane, Diane Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, it's called Annie Hall. Yep. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod and check out our letterbox at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.